I will apologize ahead of time because, you know, I gave him M&M's. That's my fault. So, I, it's on me. It's my bad. So, this evening, I'd like to preach from one of the most well-known Bible verses in the world, John 3.16. Now, it's not strictly a Christmas passage, and yet it is about a gift. In fact, it is about the very first Christmas gift, Jesus himself whom God gave to the world. And so, it's a short text this evening. Let us hear this one verse from John chapter 3, verse 16. Hear the word of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You speak the Gospel truth so succinctly and clearly in places like John 3.16. And we pray, O God, that just as kids can understand how to receive a gift, that You would help both children and adults and all of us here tonight to receive the gift of Jesus. That we would receive Your Word tonight, so give us ears to hear and help me to faithfully proclaim Your Word, that You, O God, would be glorified. In Jesus' name, Amen. So tonight, as we look at this passage, what I want us to do is I want us to look at three different ways, three observations on how this gift of Jesus was an expression of God's love, and then consider how it is we receive the gift. So first, I, wanna, I want us to see, to observe, that God so loved us that He gave us a gift to save us from a serious danger. Earlier in the season, we had that tree decorated with all sorts of tags. It was our angel tree, and many of you provided winter clothing for students in our school district who needed clothes for protection from the cold. You gave a gift to help someone from a problem. Perhaps you purchased someone one of those wireless trackers for Christmas because they always lose their keys and wallets. Or maybe even better, you got someone in your family new hearing aids so that they could hear you better. That the gifts we give are not always to save people from a problem, but that is exactly what God does in giving Jesus. We see this in John 3.16 where it says this, that whoever believes in Him should not perish. So God does not save us from cold weather or from losing something valuable. He saves us from the greatest problem of perishing in His judgment because of our sin. Now, obviously, people still die even if they believe in Jesus, and so this verse is not about our natural earthly death, but a kind of spiritual death and judgment from God. So God gave us Jesus to save us from this danger of judgment that we all face. That's what is assumed in this verse, because His love is for the world, meaning that all people in the world are in danger of perishing if they do not believe in Jesus. And so like someone in a rescue boat throwing out a life preserver to a drowning person, God gives us a gift to save us from the greatest problem we have of perishing in judgment because of our sin. And so that is one way God's gift of Jesus is loving. A second way we can see God's gift is a gift of love is that He gave us a gift to bless us with something really good. It isn't just that God saves us from a problem or a danger. He wants to give us something great. 
And this is a far more common motivation for us when we give gifts. And so when we give something to someone, we want it to be something kind of good, you know? Maybe we want to get someone a funny t-shirt or a new toy or maybe tickets to a concert or some candy in your stocking. We love to give someone something good that they will enjoy. And that's what God does. We read, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And so eternal life is this good blessing that God gives to us in his son, Jesus. Again, it is not eternal earthly life, since all people still die in earthly death, but it refers to a kind of life that goes beyond our natural life here on earth. That eternal life includes living forever with God after death. It is the kind of abundant good life we are all looking for here on earth, but we still have not found. So I don't know what is going to be under your Christmas tree tomorrow morning, but I know it will not be as good as eternal life with God. No video game, no new clothing item, no gift card, no new piece of technology, no surprise vacation, no new Lego set, no new tool, not even a new Lexus car with one of those big red bows on top of it. None of it is going to be as good as the gift that God gives us in Jesus, the gift of eternal life with Him. So we see this gift is loving, not just because it saves us from a problem, not just because it is really great, but the third thing I want us to see about God's love is that God loved us so much that He gave to us a gift that was very costly. And so one way we can see love in a gift is by the costliness of the gift they give us. Perhaps you have received a gift in the past that was costly with time, that someone had made you some kind of homemade blanket or scarf, or some kind of wood carving. Or perhaps someone gave you a gift that was costly with money, like a nice piece of jewelry or something else expensive. We can appreciate the cost of a gift as the sign of great love of the giver for us. And we see that in God's gift of His Son. God gave His only Son to the world. That is a high cost. I don't think any parent could truly put a price on one of their children, and certainly not an only child, and yet God gave to us His only Son, showing great love for the world. But it isn't just that God gave His Son to the world, He gave up His Son to the world. He gave His Son to the world to die an excruciating and unjust death. He gave Him up because it is only through His death and resurrection that we can be saved from perishing in God's judgment and receive the gift of eternal life. God could not just send Jesus to be an example for us to try to mimic. He could not send Jesus to hope to motivate us to change our ways. He had to send His Son to die in our place. And it was a very high cost that God paid in giving us so great a gift. If God has given us such a gift out of that kind of love, then we ought to ask, how do we receive a gift like that? Well, I think the kids told us, you open it, and you shout open it as loud and as fast as you can. You don't want to wait. You want to open it right away. And the way we open it, John 3.16 says is this, that for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And so we receive by believing. This means 
that we need to hear this clearly. How is it we receive? Because you can't just unwrap Jesus in a box. And we don't want to perish. We don't want to miss out on eternal life with a God who loves us so extravagantly. If this one true God has given us His Son and it is a costly gift, then we want to know how to receive it. And so we must believe it. We must believe in Jesus. This means that we do not receive the gift of Jesus by knowing about it. Again, those kids knew. Would you like to just know a gift is there? No. Would you like to just hold it and put it back and save it for later? No. I want it and I want it now. Like right now. I remember when I was younger, I would often get Legos when I was a kid, and you know, you pick it up and instantly you know that's Legos. It just Legos have that sound, and you can shake it and know it. You might even overhear, you might have asked for a very specific Lego set, and even if you know that is going to be your Lego set under the tree, and you've lifted it up and you know what it is, it's still not your Lego set if it's under the tree wrapped. Knowing it is there, knowing it is for you, if you have not taken it and opened it and received it, then you have not received the gift. And so knowing about Jesus is not receiving Jesus. Believing in Jesus is receiving Him. And so maybe this is your first Christmas Eve service, or maybe you've been coming to Christmas Eve services for years. Maybe you could have probably picked out the exact Scripture readings we were going to do tonight and picked out which songs we were probably going to sing tonight. And you know the story of the Virgin Mary, how there was no room at the inn, how he was laid in a manger, how the angels came to the shepherds, how the wise men brought three very strange gifts. You know all of it. But knowing about a gift is not receiving a gift. We must believe to receive. And so what does it mean to believe in Jesus? It means more than believing He exists, though that is important. It means more than believing He is the Son of God who took on flesh, though that too is very important. It means more than believing He can save you if you did believe in Him. That's important. Believing in Jesus is knowing all of that and putting your trust in Jesus. It is resting and relying on what Jesus has done for you. Knowing that you need Him to save you from your sins. Trusting that He does so and desiring to follow Him and looking forward to eternal life with Him. Now I understand that for many of you, this service is just one of many things going on today and tomorrow and this season. And this is a wonderful time to reminisce, to continue traditions from when you were younger. But the gift that God has given to us in Jesus is to give us more than a fuzzy feeling one night a year. The gift of Jesus is meant to be received so that we would not perish in our sins and so that we might enjoy eternal life with God. So I'm not telling you go to church more often, though that can be a good thing. I'm not telling you to put more money than you planned on in the offering plate tonight, though that might be a nice thing. I'm not telling you to try and be a better person the rest of the break. Though that is a noble thing. I'm not even telling you make a hasty decision tonight, though that can seem like the right thing. I'm telling you to believe in Jesus. To receive the gift that God sent for you. Knowing that if we do not believe, that we will surely perish in our sins. 
And so receive the gift. Learn from the children tonight. A gift has been given to you in Christ. The first and greatest Christmas gift. And to join with the kids with their enthusiasm and relentless, we got to do this now, in opening and receiving the gift of Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, so often when we hear about eternal life and judgment, we can just, yeah, 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 that. Because we can't see any of it. We cannot see people perishing in judgment. We cannot see eternal life and living today. We cannot see Jesus walking in the flesh. And yet Your Word is true. You speak truth to us and You have been saving people for generations. And so we pray, O God, that You would work in our hearts and seal this Word in us, that we would believe and receive the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ, that we would be filled with a greater joy than nostalgia and tradition and family can give us, but a joy that we can only receive in the salvation we have in Christ our Lord. In His name we pray. Amen.